0: The reviews are not mixed. They're awful. They are awful. Yeah, they're like uh, they're like stones, like salt-covered stones because they're so hard and and chewy. But anyway, enough about me and my pretzels. Um,
1: this is the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. I'm
0: coming to you guys exhausted. And I have to admit it, uh, I had a late night last night at the Levitard roast, and I got up after literally four hours sleep, I got up and drove four hours to Tampa, where I'm covering the Bucks game Sunday. So we're a little weary right now, I gotta admit it.
2: Did you get that tired feeling when you were driving this morning, or were you able to, uh, you know, get some decent energy?
0: Yeah, I was pumping myself with coffee. Uh, I stopped once to get more coffee, so... Uh, I was intravenously, um, you know, doing doing the caffeine thing. So I was I was good, you know, playing the tunes uh, loud, drinking coffee. It's a long ass trip, though. And anybody who's been from South Florida to Tampa, it's basically a straight shot. And it's boring. It's a boring drive. So you prefer more turns? Oh, yeah. I prefer winding roads, turns, uh, a little scenery, a little undulation in the landscape. I like a straight shot. I like a straight Do shot. You? Yep, as few turns as possible. Well, this is your this is your journey. Then uh, I wish you'd, you you should have come with me. By the way, I invited you to come, but you couldn't. But you um, looked
2: great last night. By the way, I just want to say <laughs> you 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 were rocking the the red shoes. You know, it was an all it was supposed to be an all white event, so you didn't really have the theme correct. But uh, outside of that, you looked
0: sharp. Well, thank you. Um, I felt I, I still feel very self conscious in those red shoes.
2: How ridiculous did you feel?
0: Very. Uh, you know, I, I, I constantly feel like people are looking at me going, uh, that guy's a little old to be wearing bright red sneakers, you know, they're fire engine red. Oh no. There's nothing about them. They're like neon.
2: Don't get it twisted. People are saying that, but it's, it works. They like, you know, (laughs) your response to that is allowed to be go bleep yourself. Okay. I'm just telling you multiple times throughout the evening, a wife said to a husband walking by, that's an odd look for that guy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> there, there he is there he is any sudden laugh <coughs> a genuine sudden laugh makes me cough uh which is not good but um no you're right i mean and, and that's why i felt very self-conscious wearing them but uh but it, it was a fun evening it was just a long evening it did, i mean it was really...
2: i mean i don't think it was ever going to be a really quick evening like you know it's all about you know getting some liquor in you, you know, donating some money and then a nice evening. I mean, granted, like, you know, the guy who sponsored the whole event kind of like talked for 45 minutes. But outside of that, everyone, I feel like was pretty regimented.
0: Yeah, I feel like uh, Jason Jackson um, got a little long winded. I I, I feel like uh, that I'm going to roast the roast for a second. OK, because it's you know, I was clean shaven when I walked in. By the time the roast ended, I had a long beard. It it was a. It lasted a little bit long. Let's put it this way. I got a. I got a text from Lebittard this morning saying you have fun. It went way too long. So that was his comment from, you know, being the roastee. After Um,
2: as as somebody who was offered an opportunity to be one of the roasters, uh, like having watched how it went down, do you like wish you would have partook, or were you happy with the decision you made?
0: I was happy with the decision I made. Uh, I have to give props. The, the roasters were great. I mean, I thought uh, the comedian whose name I can't think of was great. Uh, Gene Harding. Gene Harding. Uh, sounds like a ball player. Sounds like a baseball player, like a 1970s relief pitcher for the Indians. Gene Harding.
2: We're dealing with some internet issues right now. I just want you to know that. Like, you sound a little off. We're going to push through. Like, you're on the road. You're playing hurt after a long night. Um, I am. It's, it's, it's doable, this audio. But I just want people to know that like this is not our normal standard, but Greg's had a long night. He's in Tampa. Yeah. You got to go cover the Dolphins game. So we're yeah, going to sacrifice. We're not going to make you do the whole segment again. We're going to keep this. We're going to keep pushing sure. through. Um, thank God. But uh, I want you to keep roasting the roasters. This is fun. If I have to roast anyone, I would roast Ron McGill and say he was a little too nice there wasn't enough everybody else gave you some like oh my god did he just say that and ron mcgill like you know he made a couple fat jokes but overall he was very kind he did a ron mcgill move he 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 was charming he had great energy but he didn't necessarily roast people so you know that was my if i have to like criticize ron mcgill i'll go there but outside of that it was all funny and i really enjoyed all of it yeah I thought Billy Corbin took the assignment, understood it was a roast like that. Billy Corbin was roasting people like yeah. I've, I've never heard anyone make as many jokes about someone having sex with animals as he did about Ron McGill. Oh
0: that was, see, that's low hanging fruit, though. If you're talking about a zookeeper, I mean, to, to have him having sex with animals is a little and I don't, bit
2: off. And after like the fourth time he said it, I was like, I don't know if Ron McGill loves this.
0: No, I, I was <laughs> I was looking directly at McGill when he was doing that whole routine. And uh, there was a little forced smile going on there after a bit. Uh, but yeah, my, you know, Billy Corbin's my arch enemy, but I got to give him props. I thought he was probably the best guy up there in terms of knowing his role, saying funny stuff. Yeah. and T- um, He took
2: a shot at you, right? What did he say he called this? He said this roast is as boring as a Greg Cody article.
0: Yeah, I think he, <laughs> I think he said that, and he also made some wise crack about how, you know, I was named the uh, most promising new writer in 1971 or something, you know, just some wise crack about my age, but that's cool. You know, B- Billy, um, you know, has uh, self-confidence issues, but that's fine. Wow. You know? Okay. Nice. I don't, mind. you know, he lashes out at other people. Uh, you know, he's riding the cocaine Cowboys thing uh, for an entire career. I love that one joke. Um, I think it was Levitard. Who, uh, was making fun of Billy Corbin, um, you know, doing sequels, uh, you know, Cocaine Cowboys 5, I Need a New Boat, you know, just um, yeah. beating that horse. But uh, I thought the whole thing was great. But the, the Sheets guy, um, it, it's the whole event was sponsored by a group called Sheets and Giggles. And I don't know the correlation there between bed sheets and comedie, yeah, comedy, but uh, the Sheets guy uh, spoke for what seemed like an hour and a half. I don't know how long actually was. It was probably it just,
2: like 20 minutes. I love how this guy just got he got roasted by the roasters the rest of the way like <laughs> hey, at least I'm not going as long as Sheets guy. Like it oh, was that f- was great. Like I was delightful though. I met that guy. That guy was really cool. Big fan of our show I, and like, you know, big fan I, of everything we do. I, 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 that guy was cool.
0: Yeah, I too met and by the way, your mother knows Sheets guy's father. So there's a connection there. Baby. Um yeah, I think he's a lawyer and they know each other from law school or something. But um, Jason Jackson spoke way too long, but it's his event, you know, so uh, overall I thought it was great. I'm glad I went. Um, I, I wish it had been an hour and a half shorter, but uh, <laughs> all for a good cause. You know, you, you, yeah,
2: you did zonk out early cause you had to get up early to drive to Tampa. We, we, there was like an after party with like a VIP section. We watched the Wilder fight. It was fun.
0: Oh, tell me about the after party. See, cause I did have to, I apologize to Dan this morning that we had to cut out because I literally had like a four thirty five a.m. wake up call, so we had to take off. But tell me about the after party.
2: I mean, I kind of just did. It was uh, out upstairs at Dare. Details,
0: my friend. Details.
2: It, it was. It was at Dare. It was at. Okay. Out, it was like in their outdoor upstairs bar area, and they had like a whole area roped off for all the Jacks people, and they had a huge Wilder um, you know, huge screen for the Wilder Fury fight. And the timing was like, perfect. It went so late that as soon as this thing was over was basically like Wilder and Fury walking to the ring. So like, there was no, it was like perfect timing from that aspect. And then they had drinks set up the whole night, by the way. I mean, you know, you spent some money, uh, donating money, but you know, you, you got some free drinks out of it. So it was a fun night, but, uh, I did a move. I'm not going to out the person in, in our crew that I was sitting next to that we kind of did this thing. But there was an auction. There was times where like hundreds and thousands of dollars were being bid on like random experiences. Right. And somebody in our <laughs> crew and I wanted to be seen as people that were willing to donate, but didn't necessarily yep. want to win the donations.
0: Oh, yeah, That's the way to do it.
2: The key with that is getting in early on a donation, <laughs> like, like, you know, for opening yes. bid, we're going to, we're going to start the bidding at $500. Here you go, Jay Jacks. me. I, I'd like to bid on that. And then, right. my, and then my bid gets squashed, and then you never hear from me again. Just so Jason Jackson sees me as a guy lifting my hand up, willing to spend some money. So right. uh, I'm not going to say that maybe a person or two in our crew were uh, a big fan of that strategy, and uh, we implemented it last night. I, we, we definitely donated. There was a, a QR code, so we were all able to donate on our own, but then there were separate auctions. So I don't want anyone right. coming after me, okay? I donated. I'm just saying. Thank you. There were okay. a few experiences that I was willing to pay X amount and I wasn't willing to go a little higher. Okay. I have a limit. Okay. I'm not Dan. Right. Like what,
0: what were some of the experiences? Um, there was like Jack's
2: gave away like one thing that was like, f- like four lower bowl heat tickets. And oh then, yeah, like, yeah. And then like a dinner that's up to $500 and yeah. then like parking passes under the stadium. So it was like a, you know, a whole bundle of a heat experience. And right. I mean, that one I definitely bid on. It was just a good deal. The bidding started at $500 and you could get, $500 worth of your dinner. I mean, granted once it got into the thousands, I was, uh, you know, I sat that one out, but, uh, right. I just, I didn't notice Greg Cody doing that game of lifting the finger. There was just no <laughs> involvement from Greg Cody there.
0: Well, my wife, uh, your mother, uh, is in charge of big spending in our family. And so she was fiddling with her phone, doing coding or something. I don't know what she
2: donating think with she, the QR code. Yes.
0: I, I think she bought, uh, donated or did something, but, uh, there was that one, um, uh, thing where uh, you got to take a bath with Dan Levitard. Like, how much did that end up uh, going uh, you, for?
2: You'll end up getting paid a hundred dollars. Why? I'm saying like Go it's such a, a bath. <laughs> it's such a terrible experience that the, the the foundation will take a loss and pay you a hundred dollars to do like. it.
0: That would be a terrible experience, even in a large bathtub, even in an extra large bathtub. But uh, I want more details on the after party and I want you to name names like um, was everybody slapping Levitard on the ass because it went so well. Like, tell me what the scene was like. Um, It was
2: kind of everyone kind of just hanging out like there was an, I didn't see a lot of ass slapping. The Gene Hardings of the world, the Billy Corbins, the Jay Jacks, um, they all were there. Um, Ron McGill and his wife were there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was honestly kind of uneventful. We all kind of just sat yeah. and had a drink and watched the fight and then left. Like, right? Like you, it, it went late. Like, like we didn't yeah. have. A, like we left as soon as the fight was over. We all kind of got up. I was like, all right, let's get out of here. And then it, we got in our car. It was like almost one a.m. Like it was Jesus. It was not an early night.
0: Who appeared to be the drunkest at the after party?
2: Everybody was very, in our crew, the people that I was talking with, everyone kept it together, I'd say. Like no one really yep. got after it. And I mean normally that's the Greg Cody Lane, but even you were tame last night with your early wake up yep. call. So like Right. I, I honestly can't think of somebody even in the whole party, like there wasn't like one like ridiculously drunk guy like being sloppy. I think we I feel like right. we showed out, we, we kept it we kept it together. Other than Poppy. Mm. Poppy was just belligerent.
0: yeah right did you hear him (laughs) say two words the whole night um yeah i sat
2: next to him at one point and said hello and yeah he did his thing where he asked me about how's life how's the family like
0: the the best thing
2: about poppy is you know what you're gonna get from him you know he's gonna he's gonna hit you with hey blank whatever your name is how are you doing (laughs) how's the family right and and you hit him right back with it a little one-two punch and then boom you walk away you had a nice little conversation with poppy it's beautiful
0: that's right same conversation you've had 40 times earlier right that's good I mean, they, I was sitting next to Lourdes, Dan's mother, and uh, she's always delightful. I I don't know that they loved the blue nature of the roast because yeah. it got it was it was R-rated. I mean, there were some f bombs flying, and uh, I I do wonder how uh, Dan's parents uh, took to that. I, never, I've, I've, I, never... I've,
2: I felt Poppy to be more annoyed with just how long the event was taking, right. I, oh, think, I think he, I think I think they were more just like kind of like you, like, let's get this show on the road more than they were offended.
0: Right. In in the spirit of a rose, uh, my one regret is that I didn't stand up two or three times, look at the watch I'm not wearing and, and just start heckling at the at the just the length of the thing. Yeah, let's pick it up, guys. Come on. You know, that's I think <laughs> probably wouldn't have gone over. But... Well said. All right. I got to wake up here and you know what wakes me up like a slap in the face, but a smile is on my face when it's being slapped. Nick Saban losing. That wakes me up. That was a thing last night. And I didn't know this, but uh, that ended a streak of 100 consecutive wins for Alabama against unranked opponents. But that's you need an asterisk on that stat because Texas A&M, although unranked, was highly ranked going into the season. And then they lost a couple of games. So Texas A&M was one of those dangerous teams. I don't think it surprised many people that that was an upset because Jimbo, if you remember over the summer, Jimbo Fisher had, uh, he was talking to like a Texas A&M booster club or something. And he had basically predicted a win. He had said, you know, when, when they come to us and, october we're gonna give him hell or some some such quote and he did it, <laughs> it doesn't amazing. i mean does this mean i mean does this loss
2: really mean anything alabama lost the game they're gonna go x and one and yeah, they're yeah. gonna make it into the playoffs they're gonna make it into the championship yeah. game like i i i get it like it's new it's noteworthy it's worth talking about but it's like i don't know if this really means anything
0: Oh, totally. I, 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 in my mind, they're going to drop from number one to number three or something. You know, there's there's if not going to be a.
2: I could see them just dropping to number two.
0: Yeah, they could. They could. Um, the Iowa Penn State game. Who, who won that game? Iowa, right? Who cares? Well, I mean, no one's ever cared about a game with Iowa
2: in it. I know they're a top, like, are a top ten team? Like, i I'm, I'm just kidding. I, I honestly don't know. Like I said, outside of the Alabama score, I didn't keep up with any results last night.
0: Yeah, well, the Gator won twenty nil, but uh, uh, you know they now, now. If you're a Gator fan, you're thinking they were number ten going in with all the upheaval and all the top twenty five teams losing. If you're a Gator fan, you're thinking we're back in at meaning an outside shot at making the college football playoffs. I think if Florida runs the table from here, uh, they're they're in the running to finish in the college football playoff. But one other thing I want to talk about is Tony Hawk's blood, and here's why. Um, are you hip to this story? Tony Hawk, the uh, oldest guy still riding a skateboard.
2: I am. Um, I am aware of Tony Hawk.
0: Okay. There's a, he's, he's in cahoots with this water company. Okay. And the water company came up with a gimmick where they're, they're giving away or gave away a hundred skateboards where they're painted. And in, in the red paint is Tony Hawk's blood. So in other words, <laughs> You can buy these skateboards and you're literally skating on Tony Hawk's DNA, which is either a brilliant idea or just unbelievably macabre and ridiculous. And I'm trying to figure out which.
2: I've got uh, you. Where I've, do got, you land? I've got you wanting to do this. That's what I've got. I've got I'm you wanting saying, to skateboard let's, on
0: Tony Hawk.
2: Your internet's really bad. I've got you wanting to sell your own blood. I've got you <laughs> wanting to not sell Tony Hawk's blood. I've have you, you know, calling it Lobo's blood or something, or yeah, this is the that, that's that's where as soon as I heard you talking about that, I was like, this is where he's going to take it. But
0: wow, you know what? That's a brilliant idea, Lobo's blood, low blood. Mm. Yeah. All right, we're going to get on that. Um, but the my, the problem is, I hate needles. Like my least favorite thing is to go to the doctor's office and give blood. I don't mind getting. Like a um, like a COVID shot where they just stick the needle in, but I hate it when they stick the needle in and then draw blood out because it's just the worst thing in the world. So yeah. that may keep from from putting my blood on globos, uh, blood on anything. But we'll see. Anything's possible, huh? Let's do an NFT. What does that mean? <laughs> you you ask me this
2: every week. I don't even know what an NFT is either.
0: Like- okay. <laughs> See, you know everything like that. You know cryptocurrency, you know this.
2: I know what cryptocurrency is. NFTs are tough for me. I I honestly have no clue what they are.
0: Yeah, Yeah, non-fungible token. But what the hell does that mean? Because there, you could give away your blood, uh, donate, uh, auction off your blood in a non-fungible token. But I have no idea what that means.
2: All right, I think it's it's time to wrap. (sighs) I think it's time to wrap on this portion of the podcast for, for a couple of reasons. Your internet is not great. And I want to get more timely. Let's take a break now. When we come back, we can react to the week of football, the NFL football. Give the people what they want, and get you out of here.
0: Get you back to South Florida. Yeah, let's do that. I wish I could take a cab home, but it'd probably cost about a thousand (laughs) dollars. We're coming to you live from the Tampa Bay Press Box here at Raymond James Stadium. And I'm sitting next to Jordan McPherson, who I don't associate with football games because he's the Marlins uh, writer for us and an extraordinarily good one. Um, The big question on everyone's mind, how is the press box food here in Tampa Bay?
3: Uh, So far, so good. I mean, they've got a little bit of everything. Yeah, no complaints there. Got had some turkey. I see I saw some steak out there, some sandwiches, pretzels, which I heard that there were some mixed reviews on the pretzels from your end. Uh well,
0: the the reviews are not mixed. They're awful.
3: They are awful. Yeah, it. they're
0: like uh, they're like stones, like salt-covered stones because they're so hard and and chewy. But anyway, enough about me and my pretzels. Um Jordan, tell me why Marlins fans should trust that the regime, the Jeter regime is going to spend big this offseason because they really haven't uh, in free agency yet, have they?
3: They have not, and I can understand certain aspects of why, especially when you look at last off season, they were coming off of everything, all the impacts from COVID financially. They didn't have their TV deal in place. They didn't have the naming rights at po- that point, and you really didn't know what the season was going to hold. So I understood the conservative route last year. You have the new TV deal in place, which gives them about an extra $30 million this year. You have the TV naming rights deal. You really don't have anyone on the books Heading into, heading into this office, you have Miguel Rojas at $5.5 Anthony Bassett at about $3 million, and you have about nine, eight or nine guys who feasibly should make some money in arbitration. That's it. They have the money. Kim Ang has mentioned that they do have the money to spend. They know that they need to get some impact bats. So this is the year where they need to do something. But in terms of the confidence, I would say hold out your confidence until it actually happens. Right. Wait until it's seen. Wait until yes. you do the actions to back up the words. But heading into the offseason, it looks like they are going to try to do something this offseason, which is the move that they need to be done. Right.
0: Yeah, definitely sort of a I'll believe it when I see it type scenario with this team. Um was there any frustration that you sensed during the season from the pitching staff like I'm it, it, over the lack of run support? Because I'm thinking of a guy like Sandy Alcantara, who I think was second or third in the league in quality starts, didn't have the record to show for it. Um, any frustration there on the part of the, the pitchers, do you think?
3: Yeah, I'm glad you bring up Sandy specifically. 33 starts, just over 200 innings, one of three or four guys to do it this year. They go 14 and 19 in his 33 starts. He has a threesome ERA. Like you said, it was... He and I think Zach and Walker yeah, Bueller think sure. we're tied for the most quality starts in the National League. That's insane. That's a great step for him. We've asked him basically after every one of the starts where he goes seven ratings, he took one run and loses in a two to one game. And he goes, I get it, yeah, it's frustrating, but I can only control what I can control. I'm gonna put up my zeros, which of course that's the talk that you're gonna right. expect from them. But there has to be some sort of frustration, especially when you have guys like him, you have guys like Trevor Rogers who had that great first half. Yeah. You see some bright spots from like Pablo Lopez. And then there's just, when the pitching's there, the offense isn't there. And then it seems like a couple of days where the offense does show up is the one off day for the pitcher. Right, right. So, need the Marlins know that they have the good pitching staff to build around. They just need to find the bats to supplement them. And they have a few guys in-house. Obviously, we saw some strides from Hazer Sanchez and Lewin Diaz. Jazz Chisholm obviously can make a spark whenever he gets on base. But they do need to get a veteran or two this offseason, whether it's signing someone through free agency trading some of their surplus in the minor league system to get to get a veteran they need to do something
0: yeah that's for sure um jordan mcpherson and i are now going to um stockpile rock hard pretzels uh and through the open press box window we're going to start throwing them at fans is that right that
3: is right let's is it that who hits who hits the most who hits someone first how are we doing this all right let's
0: do it we'll uh (laughs) we'll we'll tell you who uh who won the pretzel uh throw uh, a little bit later see you later bye-bye
2: I loved listening to you and Jordan talk about the press box food because you could hear two people at different points in their careers right there. You heard a guy who cares about his job and didn't really <laughs> want to say anything offensive about the food in the press box, even though, let's all, let's be real, I didn't have the food, but I, we can all probably agree, not great. No, but yet Jordan no. was just like, yeah, it's fine. It's good. And then Greg Cody comes thundering in with it's crap. <laughs> and then you get to, you just get a guy at the end of his career who just doesn't give a shit anymore. And I just right. love the juxtaposition of those two things during that.
1: Well,
0: okay. It was a pretzel.
3: <laughs> you okay.
0: The machine to get a salted pretzel, the ca- the uh, mustard's there waiting for you. You have high hopes. You think it's going to be great. And it wasn't. I'm not was going to a- lie,
2: though. When you referred to them as salted stones, like the visual <laughs> yeah. that I got was just like, I just, I don't know. It was just a nice visual.
0: Okay. Well, get your mind out of the gutter, boy. But, um, no, they were bad. They, they tasted like, uh, and, and I was eating them on, uh, eating one. I just had one. I was eating it on Sunday, and it tasted like Wednesday, Wednesday's pretzel. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just really bad. So
2: now we are, it is Sunday evening. You've gotten through your hell day. You made it up to, yeah. to Tampa in time for the game. You covered the game. You're staying in a hotel tonight now because you had such a long day. You didn't want to drive back on the same day. So you have right. you have a, a night to yourself in Tampa. What is Greg Cody going to do? What's he going to He's going to paint the town red, maybe
0: some Mons Venus. Oh god. <laughs> As a matter of fact, in my travels, unintentionally, uh I did drive by a couple of those places and noticed hmm. You know, I I remember that this is like the Mecca Hmm. of strip clubs. You just remembered that, huh? Yeah. (laughs) I had forgotten it. I mean, no. Or were you
2: and and Dave Hyde doing your research for where you're going tonight? (laughs) No. As a matter of fact, I did not see Dave Hyde
0: in the press box. Because he was already at (laughs) Mons Venus during the game. (laughs) That's right. He he had his laptop on the table right near the stage. During his lap dance. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) With a wad of singles. Uh, not five. <laughs> it, there's really way.
2: nothing to talk about from that Dolphins game, is there? I mean, they they got their ass kicked by a great team. Uh, I mean, I think the story from that game is that the Dolphins defense. If the Dolphins defense is not going to be good, this team is going to be like five and twelve or whatever the math is for seventeen games.
0: Yeah, that's about right. Because last year the defense was really good. It was like top five in the league, and they go into this season thinking they're going to be really good, and now they're just they're awful right now. They're terrible. And granted. They were just beaten by Tom Brady and the champions. But still, this is the same team that lost 35-0 at home to Buffalo and that looked awful against Indy last week. I mean, the defense right now is the calamity because with Tua coming back, not that he's a savior in waiting, but people do expect the offense to take an uptick. And and today the offense was missing two of their top receivers, Will Fuller and Devontae Parker, were both out injured, uh, I, I should say Sunday. But
2: um, you know, so I loved how I loved how early on in that game Tony Romo kind of exposed himself as a guy who hasn't really watched a lot of Dolphins games uh, because he said that they're really missing Devontae Parker today because he's the guy for them that makes tough catches in traffic. (laughs) Just like man, Tony. You have not been watching Dolphins games if you think Devontae Parker is catching tough balls in traffic. I mean, <laughs> I was surprised to see Tony Romo and Jim Nance calling that game. You could tell that the CBS people that make these schedules, they thought a few weeks ago that the Dolphins were going to be better than this because yes. they, they yes. Pinned, I mean, it was sort of a, week's, a week uh, Sunday slate, I'd say. These one and four o'clock games, not a lot of great right. games, but uh, I was just, when I heard Tony Romo at the start of the Dolphins game, I was like, wow, we, we got Tony Romo, we got the A team. Yes.
0: We've made the big time. Yay! (laughs) But but I will say this. The Dolphins were competitive for, what, a quarter and a half? I mean, when they were up 10-7, I had predicted uh, Tampa to win, of course, but I took Miami with 10 points. So at 10-7, I'm thinking, all right, I'm looking good. (laughs) Looking good right now. And, boy, did that go to hell.
1: I watched the highlights. Yeah. Um, just through the NFL's YouTube channel, and it looked like Brissette had pretty decent protection, at least through the first half. But his receivers just couldn't get open, or I don't know if they had route troubles, or they definitely didn't seem to have the speed that they had two years ago before Fast Albert got injured. Um, and, Fast Albert, and and, <laughs> and so yeah, I I don't while I don't know exactly what, what went on or what the actual stats would tell you, but it looked like he had pretty good protection and just couldn't follow through on the completion
2: i love how Brissett's kind of playing the role of this like i'm the starter until they tell me i'm not it's not yeah. my decision who plays next week like hey Brissett, how about you be the humble backup guy and like Seriously. like you're not good enough to be this like i always think i'm the starter like how about you be yeah. happy you're a happy year backup it's clear in the last few games that like say what you want to say about tua we don't know if Tua's is the guy we know jacoby Brissett's not the guy So it's like, just just be a backup, say the right stuff. We don't need you making like this bulletin board material with like talking tough about being the starter.
0: Yeah. He he said that after the game again uh, Sunday. He was asked about it and he said, Oh, it's not my decision. Like, uh, you know, I'm fomenting a quarterback controversy here or whatever. But, you know, we mentioned the defense has been the huge disappointment toward Miami being the biggest disappointment. Just based off
2: expectations, the offense has been worse, but we just expected the defense to be good.
0: The offense has been worse. in In a high scoring league, Miami has failed to reach twenty points in four of the first five games. And the running game is abysmally bad. I mean,
2: Brady, you know, wasn't Brady out rushing the Dolphins like midway yes. through the <laughs> third quarter? I saw like Brady had thirteen rushing yards. The Dolphins had ten in like the third quarter.
0: Right when when Brady had that thirteen yard scramble run late in the first half. He was the leading uh, rusher in the game because the Dolphins at that point had five carries for 10 yards.
2: Watching Brady scramble is like what I imagine Greg Cody would look like scrambling (laughs) in an NFL, (laughs) on an NFL field.
3: Happy (laughs) birthday, by the way.
2: We we need to pause real fast. Yeti's birthday is this week. Well, it was Sunday. Happy birthday, Yeti. Oh, my God.
0: Happy
1: birthday. You look good for 50. I'm going to tell you. (laughs) You look great. You wish I was 50. (laughs) yeah how old are you 55 41 gregory 41 41 i look bad for 41 good for 50 i'll take it (laughs) what a a nothing birthday can i say that that's fine that's fine it was better than 40 40 was was garbage the weather was bad covid was at its you know was was rampant so we just didn't do much but this has been a good one
0: yeti i have to ask you because i've been through 40 Although it's such a long time ago, I can barely remember it. But I've been through forty almost twice, bro. <laughs> oh no, let's not get carried away. Um, but forty is a big one. And how did it hit you? Because I'm going to be honest with you: at forty, you have entered middle age. I'm going to be
1: brutally honest. Yeah. Um. So it, it didn't. It didn't really hit me all that bad because, like, I still feel. Like I, my excitement for things, I, pretty much kind of like it was in the twenties. My the only the only place where I kind of feel my age mm-hmm. is in my like <clears throat> like my hips and my knees. But that mm-hmm. also I don't exercise properly. You know I you know so I imagine if I if I did if I exercise properly I'd feel even better in that regard. But like my excitement for life, my energy, I feel pretty much like I did in my twenties.
2: I want to. I want you to paint a picture a little bit about like like the the aging that you're feeling in your hips.
1: Yeah, well, I've got herniated disc and my lower two vertebrae in my back, and that just it it toys with my hips, which shoots all the way down my legs. And I was doing physical lie. No, no, my hips don't lie, Chris. Um, And. (laughs) And so yeah, that, it, that that's, a, that's an annoyance, but I can still, you know, I can still get out and do stuff if I want. But uh
2: I'm hip. My dad I'm
0: just hip. said I threw it Shakira. I mean, you know, I had to go there. And I'm lucky I knew that she did Hips Don't Lie. Hip the hip parade for your birthday. What's <laughs> there that? There we go. Oh, there you go. But but Yeti, while we're on the subject of you, um, I was honored to uh, participate in your podcast, Yes Maybe No. And it airs when? Like, I'm excited to actually hear it. Yeah,
1: yeah. So um, tune in to this week's episode of Yes, Maybe, No. Uh, it's a, a podcast I do with Andrew Streeter. And the, uh, the Greg Cody episode, which we did, uh, co- we covered jingles and TV theme songs, will hit the uh, your podcast apps on Tuesday, October 12th.
2: Tingles. Yeah.
1: Ting- <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I'm looking forward to it. I want to dethrone Marty Smith. As the uh, most popular guest in the history of that podcast. Yeah,
1: our our, our, our top two episodes, our top three episodes, our top two episodes are uh, Marty Smith and Sarah Spain, followed by a joint episode we did with Laura After Hours, then Jessica Smetana. So let's see if we can uh, make Greg Curiarty. Sure can our you number want to give one. us
2: more of a breakdown of your top? Maybe well, read the well, top fifteen. How about
1: how about let's let's get some production? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm way, trying to set the stage that we want Greg to you. be able to be number one over all these folks, and then Chris yes. can dethrone him a few weeks later. That's right.
2: <laughs> Speak speaking of uh aging, uh dad, I just want to say there was oh. some off the record text sent to me yesterday saying that there was some murmurings is, is that the right word murmuring? There was some murmuring in the press box that Greg Cody was poppy. Cuz you were wearing what looked like some sort of like guayabera shirt. <laughs> guayabera, yeah. And uh you know, you, you had you were like just I'm just saying there were, you know, people there were text messages sent to me <laughs> saying that there were people saying to other people, is that Poppy? No, that's Greg <laughs> Cody. Okay. In other words, Safid Dean sent you a text. No, see, I don't want to incriminate him. He's the one that I I, I have I've been texting Safid for weeks, trying to yeah. get him to just get candid shots of you. And he did again today. No, nah, but he's a... too insecure. He obviously he's too insecure to do it without telling you. He clearly said, "Hey, Greg, like here's like right." He did. Right. See, that's not a candid shot. I want him to just take a photo of you without you knowing like from a distance. <laughs> why? Why would
0: you
1: because want
2: like, that? I think it's funny to like catch Greg Cody and his element in a press box. Right,
1: we get the real Greg Cody. But
2: Soffit is too respectful of that, so that's why he always says, hey, Greg, smile for a camera, so he at least, like, you know. But right. the, it was not Soffit. I got a separate DM after I posted that picture saying, just so you know, people are talking that your dad looks like Poppy. <laughs> All
0: right, tell me who sent you that text
2: i can't that a good journalist does not reveal their sources i know but
0: you're not a good journalist so tell me who's taking that it was mike cuño
2: what of cbs4 mike cuño
0: are you serious yeah
1: he's not he's not the one that
2: said it he said someone just came up to me and said hey is that poppy and he was like no that's greg cody so mike cuño has a
1: source Right.
2: so it's, I mean, I, I feel like Mike Cunho is cool with me saying that. Like, that's why I just like I know how
0: sourcing works. I was going for the joke there of that.
2: Just giving right. up my source very quickly.
0: OK, I, I, I will say that it's not the first time that I've been mistaken for Poppy. The
2: and shirt didn't help. I mean, you are looking a little old these days, but I think it's the shirt that
0: really is what he was
3: talking about.
1: Poppy is okay. what, 10 years older than you, Greg? He's
0: uh, not that I'm keeping track. I think he's like 11 or 12 years older than me. So based on chronology alone, the comparison does not
1: thrill me, but it's fine because I love Poppy. He's great. How long could you go into a crowd of people telling them you're Poppy before you would get found out? In in Tampa, not in Miami. We know it wouldn't work in Miami, but in Tampa. Tampa.
0: Well, in Tampa, they would go, Poppy who? I mean, who the (laughs) hell are you? Why are you claiming to be Poppy and who's that? I mean... In Miami, uh, I think I'd get away with it for ten minutes, and then somebody would go, "You're not poppy." <laughs> At least I hope so. But uh, good guy, Greg, I was with him with the roast. Greg, how are the Lobos doing today? Oh, oh. Well, first of all, let's have a. I know there's no hard knocks this week because they took the week off. It doesn't mean we don't have a Lobos update, and this is so exciting. Okay, quick recap. The Lobos last week improved to three and one with a third straight victory, 113 to 102 over arch rival Dick's Rough Riders. Okay, two things, Zeke Elliott, 21 points, MVL again, but the victory was cinched on Monday Night Football when I got 17 from Keenan Allen. Wow. okay Callie. I, mean, I
2: love how like the recaps of like your fa- like you're not saying anything here you're just saying names and telling us how many points they got like that's exactly right like, why don't we just post a picture of your results like i get it i mean they're getting a week off from hard knocks and yet they're getting like the most boring version of it live like let me just you know what instead <laughs> of hard knocks this week I'm just gonna tell you how many points everyone got
0: look all i can tell you is that please stop telling it. me just you're three and one. I got it. Okay after that game Monday night, I called Keenan, oh God, okay And he could not have been more thrilled. He didn't he would not say this to the reporters in LA. no way. but he said it to me that winning the game for Greg's Lobos meant more to him than winning the game for the Chargers and and I really appreciated that. Now I want to get to this week, okay? This is fantastic. I am not claiming victory. I am not saying the Lobos are going to win a fourth straight game. What I am saying is that we got 30 points on Sunday from Mike Evans, and they say there's no cheering in the press box, and I'm in the Tampa press box. (laughs) I got to tell you, I was biting my tongue all afternoon as the Dolphins are losing by 87 points, (laughs) but my man Mike Evans is kicking ass. I'm telling you, what a conflict for me. But <laughs> my Lobo's Rookie of the Year frontrunner, Jamar Chase, pitched in with 28 points. So we are projected to, we're playing my younger son, Michael, YSM. Uh, we are projected to win, but he's got, we're, we're taking this Sunday night. He's got Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs Sunday night. But guess what? Guess what? The Lobos have. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you do. I care enough for both of us. The Lobos have their closer, Lamar Jackson. L oh, Jack, Monday, coming back. L Jack, <laughs> Monday night. So, this is what uh, Donnie Burke again. It, it, it doesn't get any easier in PFPI
1: fantasy. The Lobos are steamrolling toward a fourth straight win. Is this your hottest start that you've ever had in PFPI fantasy? Yes. Not to jinx you, but I might have just jinxed you. Yeah, I hope you did. <laughs> yeah, I think you did, and I think there's
0: a chance. I've looked at the standings. If we win, there is
1: a chance that I'm going to be alone in first place.
0: <laughs>
1: well, the other three If you keep teams, talking about this, you might be alone on this podcast. I'm on
2: the edge of my seat. I can't <laughs> wait to find out whether you're alone in first place. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what did you make of Mike Ryan saying you look like
0: Lyndon B. Johnson? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Well, at the time I had longer hair. Uh, you know, Mike Ryan is full of himself. He's also, you know, I, I, I don't want to go into You're that. Are just going to
2: lash out at Mike Ryan because you look like Lyndon B. Johnson?
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you think I do?
1: It's I mean, getting
0: I, there.
2: I, 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 Dad, in the picture I posted on Greg Cody's show yesterday, and then I saw Mike's comment and I Googled Lyndon B. Johnson. I was like, I kind of knew what he looked like, but I Googled image and it was just like, yeah,
0: it's not, yeah, all right. not terrible. You know what? I can be associated with worse people. It's better than looking like Taft. Exactly, <laughs> William it, Howard. It's wild
2: that every every season in the NFL, there's one week out of the season that's the week of the missed field goal, and that was this weekend. Did you see the craziness in that Packers Bengals game? No, but I had the Bengals, so I'm. Um... I had the Bengals too in PFPi, but in my uh, Sunday bets that I care more about because it's you know actual money in my pocket, I had the Packers. And, boy, was that back and forth. There was, I believe, five field goals missed between the final two minutes of regulation and in overtime. Five field goals missed between both teams. Like, none of them over 50 yards, I don't think. Like, actually, I think the Bengals – I think one of the Bengals was over 50 yards. But Mason Crosby missed, like, three in a row inside 50 yards, including an extra point. And I was just like – I had the money line Packers. It was like three times. I'm like, all right, Mason – just make this one and we're good and he, they wow. finally got the ball back and they won i can't believe i won that game it was so crazy but just so many but just like just overall though there were so many missed extra points yesterday at one point the score was like 12-12 in the patriots Houston game because yeah. both teams had scored two yeah. touchdowns and both teams had missed both extra points like it was wild I
0: if i remember correctly i think crosby stills nash and young all missed field goals so that was oh dear. That was like a crazy. <sighs> like I a crazy punch you through Zoom. If I could
2: punch you crazy. through Zoom, I would right now.
0: Crazy Sunday, <laughs>
2: Dad. Seriously though, I'm interested in what you do the rest of the night, like with your Sunday night alone. Like, are you just gonna like, like I like the saddest thing you could do, like the, the, I know there's gonna be some Miller Lights consumed, so it's just okay. whether or not. You like go downstairs to the to the hotel bar and actually socialize, or whether you like walk to a sad gas station, buy a six pack, and just bring it back up to your room and just drink all six beers and fall asleep with one of them in your armpit as you lay. Down.
0: <laughs> Me socializing—that's hilarious.
2: No, so, um you already have the, the six pack in your in your fridge; like it's already purchased.
0: Just, it is not. What time is it? <clears throat> it's about to be. It's, but, um, seven,
2: it's in seven p.m.
0: No, I'm going to check uh, to see if this place I'm staying uh, has a restaurant or a lounge or a bar or something. And I will, you know, I'll belly up to the bar, order a couple of beers, you know, get something off the menu. You know, I see
2: like I've only done this a handful of times. I enjoy a nice night in a hotel alone. Like I'm leaving tomorrow. Let me just relax. Like you get some, you know, you get to watch whatever you want on TV you can you know spread your li- you can you can just walk in the room and just be
0: nude if you want like yeah you know, uh, there's just true. freedom yeah. there there's freedom I was in a hotel bar in Boston for the uh, oh, <laughs> I was not nude uh, I was scantily clad but I was not nude but uh, it was one of those bartenders who's like super friendly hmm. where he not only says his name but asks your name and ask a couple of questions. Ooh.
2: Ask you what you do.
0: Dangerous game. Like, less
2: is more. Like, be friendly. Don't not be friendly, bartender. But read the
0: room a little bit. I don't need to know your whole life story. (laughs) Well, but the room says, I want a big tip. And I'm going to be super friendly to this guy. Because I look like money bags. You know that. (laughs) No, you don't. Um, No? (laughs) You look like a guy you need to be friendly to to get a
2: good tip,
1: honestly. (laughs) Really? Well, if we want so to take my wife's first impression of you, you that. look like someone who might have needed someone with money bags to help him out a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's true.
0: Yeah, I've always held that against your wife.
1: But, um, <laughs> as long as that's the only no, thing.
0: No, it's. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do after we record here. Anything goes, you know. I am going to hit the rack early tonight, I'll tell you that. Uh, hitting the
1: rack is a really old thing to say. Isn't it hit the hay? No, we, we, we rack, just hit hay. hit the rack. We did um some of my Thank friends you. do. yeah you're not alone in that greg you, you, you okay. might not want to like your ally here but you know i was gonna say i don't know if Yeti's a good ally
2: here
0: <laughs> he's in his 40s now so
1: i
2: feel like when you hit a rack you're like like playing pool really i don't know it's a rack like rack em, like hit a rack i don't know rack them up
0: well the um or maybe it's something <laughs> you do at Mons venus <laughs> i was gonna say if you're on the rack it's like uh you know you're spread eagle and there is it's, it's like that's wow. a torture thing right? what?
2: wow God, <laughs> no, i don't no, know but, i don't know what you were okay. talking about but you've just created a visual that i was not <laughs> expecting and had, didn't want at all we've
1: had no, salty stones greg cody nude at a bar in in, in boston and spread eagle as well i mean
2: i somehow have greg laying on his back on a bed with spread like spread eagle is like the visual I, that I, I have in my mind insulted right now. Stones. i just feel like google it rack and torture. Well, the torture rack was Lex Luger's move. Yes, it was. That's what I'm talking
0: about.
2: That's what I mean by hitting the rack. I have no idea what you mean. Okay. I think I'm more confused than I I'm was five so minutes confused.
0: ago. i so confused. That's okay. That's okay. Um, it's all good.
2: I want you to go to Mons Venus with Dave Hyde. He's not on the trip. I know, but I but just call that's him. That's... It's, it's seven. It's 730. He'll be there by 1030. That's like prime time for Mons.
0: <laughs> really? I did. I I did happen to notice as I was driving by on the marquee today that um, Mons Venus is open from 3 p.m. to 6 a.m. Oh, you
2: happen <laughs> to notice that <laughs> this, I is, this notice is getting that. very suspicious.
0: No, I mean, just for educational purposes, I wanted to know in case I had to, uh, you know, recommend that place to anybody. But um, no, we're good it's all good. I just saw my grandchild uh, walking in the zoom in the background. So that's my, very uh,
2: very important for the podcast listeners to know that. Um, I'm glad you brought that up.
0: It isn't, but it's very important for me and I loved it.
2: All right. Well, let's wrap up.
0: All right. Rap, rap, rap. They call him the rapper. There's Christy. Hey Christy. Dad. <laughs> Stop
2: like saying things He's that you so see <laughs> and just like wrap up the podcast.
0: Like so, there's a picture hey, in the yeah. background. Hey, picture. I mean, We are wrapping it up. It's been a wild weekend for me and for you and everybody. Um, We did the Levitard show. We did the Dolphin game. Uh, Both went to hell. We were happy to be at both. Listeners, pod family, really appreciate you all as always. And um, we'll see you all next week. Thank you.
2: You know what? It's not Dave Hyde. You're going to go with Jordan McPherson. That's what you're going to do. Yeah.
0: There you go. <laughs> Fun. Jason uh, covers the Marlins. Jordan. <laughs> Shit. You better not leave that in. You better not leave that in. I <laughs> know so many people named Jason. <laughs> what podcast is Jason host? Tell us. <laughs> Jordan covers the Marlins better than anybody. And he's got a podcast at uh, MiamiHerald.com called Fish Bites. That's Bites, B-Y-T-E-S. And it's really good. Check him out.